Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. He's torturing triple turkeys and tackling tremendous triploids. He's Austin Mosier of Austin's NorthwestAdventures.com. Good morning, Austin Mosier. Hey, how's it going, guys? Morning, buddy. So we were going to have you come on and just, you know, talk about your turkey hunting escapades you've been doing over there and then, you know, give folks some some different opportunities we they could do on the east side, you know, a little trout fishing here, a little we, bass we fishing there. We were going to do all that. And then you went and caught a, a 24-pound triploid yesterday and sent me the picture, and I'm like, well, we're going to have to talk about that a little bit. So despite the fact that you've killed three turkeys this year, you're not going to get to talk about turkeys. we got to hear about the tremendous triploid. Dude, that is... And, and so it was the biggest one I'd ever heard of until Joey pulled up the state record, which is 20, 29.6 29. pounds caught right there at Rufus Woods Dude. by Norm, Norm Butler, uh, November 11th, 2002. So, so you, you uh, <laughs> just haven't really made it happen. So. Well, you got close, Dude, man. Yeah, tell what us a story. Things are told. Tell us a story. Yeah, so... So we're, we're, uh, you know, we've, we've been doing a lot of walleye fishing, you know, and, and, uh, you know, when the walleye fishing gets slow or if guys just want to, uh, you know, you know, split their day up a little bit, we'll go and we'll chase some triploids. Well, uh, we had a real slow day, uh, walleye fishing. It was a little bit slow. And so we switched over and we went down triploid fishing. Well, the day before yesterday, we caught a bunch of really nice fish. So, um, the next day I gave the guys the option in the morning, what do you guys want to do? And, uh, we went after triploids and, you know, it was a little bit slow for a little bit, and we were catching a few little ones here and there. And then I don't know what happened, but the switch was on, and we were catching big fish. We caught two 13-pounders. We caught, said 24, but he's like 23 and three-quarters, really, really close to 24. How did the um, thing fit in your net, fish. dude? It's not like you have a big net either. <laughs> you know, no. I mean, you bent that thing getting them in that little bag ears. Oh, yeah, yeah. And getting him over the rail, I was like, holy cow, am I at Bowie Tanner? What the hell? <laughs> so what did, what did that thing so, eat? Yeah, so so we were pitching jigs. Um, nice. You know, I, uh, I like to pitch a lot of, like, maxi jigs, like marabou jigs. Uh, Yakima Bait makes some really nice ones. Um, black and white uh, is, is a go-to color up here. And, um, and, and we were, we were pitching those jigs. So I'd been kind of going through some colors and things like that. And I had some other ones that were a little bit different colored, uh, and, um, they were, it worked really well yesterday. Uh, but we, I was working through the colors, trying to figure out what they wanted that day. And once I did, once we started catching them on this certain color, then I uh, put them on all the rods, and boom, we started getting them pretty darn good. I don't think he's going to tell us the color. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't he's, think talk, he's really talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this particular yeah, color, and it, there was another color, it, it was, and then did, I tried colored, this other yeah. color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. That's acceptable. Okay. We'll we'll take that yeah. because you will fold under questioning yep. when we get you in the same room. Okay. So we'll so there <laughs> so there is that right. <clears> so. Um, Tell us about the fight, man. That thing had to bend that rod down to the core. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was great. Yeah. So so we're we're sitting there, and 
old-timer by the name of Ron in my boat. He's 70-some years old. Biggest trout he's ever caught. He, uh, he, he's sitting in the boat, and he's got a hip problem, so he has to sit a lot. And so he, he, was, he was, um, had mobility challenged, but I was so excited that he caught that fish. So he's jigging away straight under the boat. We're all casting. He's jigging away straight under the boat. He, he's cast it out a little ways, and it's worked its way under the boat. And he set the hook, and immediately I thought he was hung up. And then I look, <laughs> and it starts wiggling. And, awesome. and the rod is like doubled over and it's taken line like a salmon. I realized that it was taken line and I'm like, holy cow, this is a big <laughs> fish. And so I, I wanted to, you know, sometimes guys mess with my drags and stuff in the boat. No. So I went over to check the drag and uh, it was still pretty tight. I tightened it down a little bit so he could at least gain on it some because it was running and, uh, and, it, and it was funny. It ran towards the middle of the river. So it was had him pinned to the rail because uh, we were casting towards the shore, wow. so it's underneath my boat. I'm like, he's fighting it, trying to get it back, and I'm telling him, you got to have your tip in the water. We're going to rub him off on the motor, and we hadn't seen the fish at this point. Um, so uh, it's under the boat, will not come out. I can tell we've gained some line. He's got to be close. I'm stomping on the boat, slamming the <laughs> net handle on the bottom of the boat, like we do with salmon. Yeah, you know, get him off from underneath. Him out. Yeah, yeah, and he come out, and I was. Uh, like, holy cow, that's a big fish. Got him in the net. And then I realized how big he really was. When I tried to lift him over the rail, I'm like, whoa, this is big. And uh, threw him on the bottom of the boat. And I looked at him. I go, man, that's a 20-pounder. And I'm looking at it again. And, like, I say that. I'll say a number. And then I'll yeah. look at it and I'll reassess. And I'll be like, mm, yeah, maybe that's, like, 18 or 17 and a half, you know. But I was looking at it and I go, that's a 20-pounder. <laughs> and then I look at it again and I go, that's a 20-pounder. Holy cow, that's a 20-pounder. <laughs> So I got the net out and I weighed it, or I got the scale out and weighed it, and it was like twenty three and three quarter, just right under twenty four. And uh, man, we were excited. It was it was pretty cool, dude. This thing yeah. is this. You got if you haven't seen you this go triple, look at the you got to look at the pic. Joey posted it. Joey at Joey Piper on Instagram. It's at Austin Moser uh, on, on Instagram too. It it is a morbidly obese rainbow that looks like it needs a coronary bypass well when i i, I mean dude I, I it was is talking freaking to... amazing and, and he didn't want to eat it right so you saved it for us because yeah I, as soon as i saw that fish i started having <laughs> fantasies about brining it and smoking it and and of course then subsequently eating it but uh dude that thing is going to be just an amazing i, I was talking amazing to, i was talking to joe rotor yesterday um, when that picture came through Austin, and so I sent it right to him. I said, "Joe," and you know, Joe's a, a fly fishing purist guy, and he's over there catching these wild rainbows, and he just goes, "Oh my gosh, that thing is disgusting." <laughs> Dude, he's like, but that's an oh. awesome fish. But that he's a that's the most disgusting rainbow trout I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, it was epic. You know, you oh. know, if you go to my Instagram, we're gonna post oh, pictures man. of the fillets eventually. Oh, yeah, uh, here probably today, and you guys get to see what that looks so, like. It was just cherry red meat and just uh, layers and layers of fat in it. Oh, that's yeah. the prime rib of the sea, right? Well, it, it really yeah. is. And so, you know, and we've all cleaned fish before, and you, and you get their entrails out of them, and you throw them in the water, and they freaking sink, right? I guarantee that yeah. fish had visceral fat, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons and a of lot it. of it. Yeah, a Tons lot of it. it. I mean, I mean, and, and then you probably, you know, you probably to zip a little bit of his belly off, too. But, oh, man, dude, that thing is just going to eat incredibly. Okay. So now we've got some increasing temps, right? And so you're... 
you know, you're 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 gonna see temps in the seventies. Hey, hey. What's that gonna do to the walleye bite? What do you expect that? How's that gonna work uh for both Roosevelt on the Kokanee front, but also on Rufus on the walleye and triple front? Keep pressure on. He's got a fish hey, on. Uh, I, I got a fish on, guys. I'm sorry. Here, no, I not at all. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll get it. I'll get it. We'll get it. Get him. He's a professional. He knows Go what ahead. he's doing. He can you, talk on the. Don't he can answer, talk on the radio. Don't answer the question. Fish. Net the fish, and then we want to hear the aluminum the baseball bat. Oh boy! College like College World walleye. Series. Hey. Yeah. Oh, big walleye. Lift slowly. Lift slowly. Boom! Got it. Wow! Nice fish. Well, that's about a six and a half pound walleye, maybe nice. seven. Nice. All right. Nice. So that that one's going back. That one's you going back. Do some pictures and send her send her back. Right. That's not a keeper. <laughs> well, it's close. Okay. We got to measure it. Okay. But, um, uh, and the yeah, deal so, the deal with yep, walleyes a lot are of times they do go back. Okay. I you know I let the walleye go if they're over twenty four inches. All I right. just I just do. We get one over twenty two, and it's going to be under twenty four in my uh, definitely. And then I'll keep them in a live well. Sure. And if we catch a whole bunch of small males, I might let that fish go later. But, okay. You know, we're we're out here to eat some fish, but anything really big that's a huge female, it's going back for sure. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt, buddy. You guys want to get a picture of that one? <laughs> All right. Austin All right. Mosier, thanks, buddy. Turn towards the sun, take the picture. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Not at all, dude. We'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you get back to work, buddy. We appreciate it. Congrats on that big fish and stay in touch, brother. Yep, that sounds good, man. You guys have a good one. All right, man. Thanks for having me on. You bet. I'm super excited. You guys have a great day. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Yahoo. Austin's NorthwestAdventures.com. Get a trip with him, and it's never a dull moment with Austin in the boat. Coming up next, starts with a B, ends with a B. It's Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Northwest Outdoor Report right here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Hooray, hooray for opening day. It's fishing Christmas with a side of your birthday just a short time after Easter. In other words, happy opening day of lowland lake trout season. There's over 2 million reasons to get fired up. As that's the number of catchable rainbow WDFW is pumped into Washington Lakes for trout season. A fishery also fueled by the releases of 10 million plus fry plants that rear in the lakes. And it's all topped off by 150,000 jumbo rainbows that will definitely test your tackle. WDFW's opening day stocking schedule includes about 250 lakes, and you can expect several hundred anglers of all ages, depending on the weather. So we could see around 100,000 Washingtonians going for their limits, making this the busiest angling day of the year. These hatchery reared rainbows have been feeding on surface broadcast pellets, so don't think you've got to troll deep to score big. If you're fishing from the bank so the kids can run around on shore, it's hard to beat floating that power bait. It's the SportGo Outdoor Emporium annual spring sale. Now through April 30th, come see the largest outdoor gear spring sale in the Northwest. An amazing quality assortment of fishing, camping, hiking gear, and more all on sale. Check out the legendary brands at deep discounts. Rock bottom pricing on Coleman, Camp Shack, Minn Kota, Shimano, G. Loomis, and 20% off Bomac, SMI, Shrimp Gear, and Rope Winder Kits. 
Sport Co. just off I-5 in Fife or Outdoor Emporium, 1701 4th Avenue South in Seattle or online at sportco.com. Washington Hatchery Manager is an urgent need of help clipping fins at Norsan Hatchery Powering Sport and Orca Forage Initiatives. The slow growing season, rising temperatures, and other factors has WDFW worried it'd be a struggle to mark all fish reared to release at the Samish Hatchery, which raises Chinook and Coho. Volunteer clippers are needed starting this week to work in two trailers where the adipose fins to clip marking them as harvestable hatchery salmon. Hatchery Chinook output has also been increased in recent years to boost forage for SRKWs. To volunteer, call the Samus Hatchery at 360-724-3131 a couple days in advance of your availability. Again, that's 360-724-3131 to clip fins at the Samus Hatchery. The next round of coastal razor clam digging is on now through April 25th. Difficult weather during the last tide series didn't slow things down as there were still lots of diggers and plenty of 20 clam limits. This week's forecast is looking better, which should result in larger crowds, but many more full limits on all beaches. Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Moak Rocks, and Copalis. The daily limit through May 14th is 20 razor clams instead of the usual 15. Each digger's clams must be kept in a separate container, and all diggers must keep the first 20 clams they dig, regardless of size or condition. Not all beaches are open for every dig, so diggers are encouraged to make sure their intended destination is open before heading out. The most successful digging occurs within two hours before the listed time of low tide. Salmon fishing closes in CQ, Marine Area 5. Unfortunately, an effective Monday, April 24th, CQ will close to all salmon angling. WDFW sampling data to date indicates this fishery reached 90% of the impacts, which is 3,800 of the 4,200 agreed to in the last last year's list of agreed to fisheries. To meet conservation goals and avoid exceeding the fishery objectives, fishery will close beginning Monday. This rule does not affect the scheduled halibut season of CQ and Pillar Point, so throw them back if they're silver and shiny, but keep them <laughs> if they are flat and brown and spiny. <laughs> Salmon for Soldiers 10th day 10th annual day of honor will be on August 19th at Harbor Marine. Boater registration is open beginning today and will be first come, first served until the 100 boater limit is reached. After the event is filled, a waiting list will be kept, so don't wait. New this year, for those skippers who want to check in on Friday the 18th, there will be a captain's meeting at 1700 hours featuring a appetizer barbecue, fishing seminar, and captain's gift bags as well. Don't miss this annual summer classic to say... Thanks for your service and welcome home to our veterans and active military heroes. Your registration uh, For your registration form, please email salmonforsoldiers.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Now through the end of April, save 15% on all heat pumps and air conditioners at bobsheating.com. And Randy Shelton's going to join us uh, last segment of the show to tell us a little bit about it, too. Um, you know, he's, Randy's just a stud, and he's and he's stepping down. This is, is going to be his last Salmon for Soldier season. So uh, let's uh, let's give Randy a, a big big push. Uh, we need um, four more boats and only seven more teams for the dog derby. So if you want a University of Washington active football player in your boat on the fifteenth of July. Uh, jump on to dogderby.com. That's D-A-W-D-D-A-W-G, dogderby, D-E-R-B-Y.com, and jump on there. And also, uh, you want to clear, it's spring cleaning time. Let's clear out some old tackle. I've already dropped off a couple boxes at uh, at Bayside Marine, the Everett Stamina Steelhead Club, benefit swap meet Sunday, May 7th at Bayside Marine. Uh, more information, go to everettsteelheadandsalmonclub.com. So I I called up and um if you do call up there to go clip some fish on at the Samish Hatchery 
you're gonna get a you're gonna need to leave a message. Um, they they're not answering. Just leave a message. They're too and busy clipping fins, dude. They can't answer the phone. Yeah, they're they're busy up there. So, um, but I I called in. I'm gonna go do my couple nice. days up there and, and clip some babies and make sure that they go out there missing that that extra little feather, so that yes. when we catch them, we get to eat them. Yummy. That's the most they're, important thing to me. I want I I want them. In my belly. If you are a, yeah, dude, they're yummy. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, interested in hunting at all, you got to stay tuned for this next segment because Scott Haugen is just one of the most accomplished outdoorsmen. If uh, if you follow the outdoor line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you saw the pic I posted yesterday. This is Gobblerosaurus. It is just an amazing animal. And he's going to tell us about us next here on the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, I don't throw around the word legendary or accomplished very, very often, but uh, there's no other way to describe In fact, the only negative thing I have to say about this guy is he's an Oregon duck. Other than that, I respect him completely, <laughs> right? Scott Haugen, ScottHaugenOutdoors.com. Good morning, Scott, how how are you, buddy? Morning, man. I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> well, you sent me that pic yesterday, and um, dude, if there's a six point bull elk version of a of a gobbler, you got him. That is an amazing animal, dude. So, you, you three years in the making? Yeah, yeah. He he was an old one. He he was uh he was a tough one to get. I I actually saw him for the first time three years ago on trail camera and i got one picture of him of one video clip of him and it was at the end of the season i was already tagged out then i tried photographing him for for quite a while up there and i i never saw him again never caught him on any of my trail cameras and then uh then the following year uh caught him on three different trail cameras but but he was really spread out like over a mile and a half on this big wooded ridge and what made him stand out to you Oh, his size, you could tell by the way he walked. Um, his, be- his beard has actually gotten shorter, uh, I-, I think, over the last couple of years, which is, which is pretty, pretty typical. But, but he had inch and a quarter spurs, which is pretty good wow. for, a, for a timber tom wow. um, up here. But, but you could just tell from his walk. And then he also had a really distinct low, low gobble. And he was always by himself. The only time I ever saw him with, with another bird was one hand. He was, he was never with big, you know, big flocks of hands as they're breaking out of their winter flocks. He's never with other toms. Um, he was just always by himself. And I, I'd pick him up, you know, on one camera one day and or in the morning even, and then you know, over a mile away on another camera in the afternoon. He was he really traveled a lot, and 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 I could never pattern him. I even tried hunting him in the fall uh, with my dogs. We can use the dogs here in Oregon, and and I I never saw him. I have no clue where he went to, and. And this year he started showing up pretty regular on on multiple cameras that I had, but again I couldn't pattern him, and and um, yeah, it just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So with a bird like that, that's obviously you know it's a bird you've been chasing for a few years, and and because of his patterns, he ma- it made him difficult to get. What finally got him? Like what was it? I mean, you know, um, mm-hmm. were you running decoys, a certain call, or, or talk about what what led to the. The demise of the Ridge yeah. Runner. <laughs> so that's a really good question. And what started it was I was picking up him up on multiple trail cameras, but he was always in the timber, and he was always with one hand, and they were they were usually hands who, that I'm certain were, were nesting, um, you know, starting to lay their eggs. So the hens will lay one egg a day. 
um, until they get their clutch of, you know, 10, 12 eggs or however many, and then they'll start setting. So even when they're laying, they'll, they'll, they'll go and lay, and then they'll be up feeding, you know, go back to the nest, lay another egg at some point. So these birds were, were basically traveling the elk trails, where I have a lot of my elk uh, trail cameras set up, and they're back nesting in the brush. And he was always on those. I never picked him up on any of my field trail cameras or any of the, the, the major um, travel routes where I'm getting other birds. He was always kind of uh, in the timber, on the very edge of the timber, uh, I never found him like uh, on a strutting ground, you know, like what you'd associate with a tom where he gets on his established strutting ground and, and calls for hens to come to him. He was always on the move. So opening day I went out, <clears throat> and it was actually nice, one of the few sunny days we've had here, and and uh, called in two toms in the morning and then another group of four in the afternoon and and didn't shoot them because I was wanting to try to get this bird. And then the the next day I went out and it was raining and it was cold and it was it was blowing and and uh, and I wasn't going to go. And then I thought, you know, I've seen so many hens just because of all the wet weather we've been having here in Western Oregon, going out and feeding. Even these hens that are that are laying eggs, uh, going out and feeding. Then they just stand under a, a tree and just preen for for hours sometimes. They, I've got them on trail camera doing that too. And 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 he always kind of seemed to be, you know, courting those birds or around those birds. So I thought, you know, I I actually picked up um, that new Dave Smith decoy, the new preening hen that they got, and I thought this is going to be, you know, the the ticket for this thing. So I actually um, called, uh, hunted a spot in the morning. Uh, he, he wasn't there. I didn't see a bird. Didn't hear a single tom. Uh, <clears throat> gobbled nothing so i was actually uh, hiking out of there gonna go home and i went out to a little ridge where i have pretty good visibility down a down a tree line and i could see him about 400 yards away and so i grabbed my my decoy and and uh hiked down through the woods he he went out of sight in a little in kind of a little draw and i actually just went and got ahead of him kind of like you would a fall tom <clears throat> and um got set up on a on an elk trail that went back in one of these areas and and set up the decoy under under a big fir tree and and started calling and I could see him um, about 200 yards out there and he was strutting but he wasn't gobbling and uh, and I just used very soft yelps and and purrs and and he ended up coming down uh, hitting that that elk trail and and strutted in he came in slow and he was strutting quite a bit but he he didn't gobble one single time yeah uh, and he came in I had the decoy at 15 yards I was shooting up a 410 with uh, with with um, TSS, and I had mm-hmm. the decoy at 15 yards, and but he came out of a strut at 15 yards or at 19 yards with his head up, and and got him right there, and yeah, there were there was just no question, just to the swagger that he had, and just the way kind of his chest of uh, you know looked like armor, you know when he puffs <laughs> up, how, how just kind of shook well, on his body. It was he, he he was a good one. He was only 21 pounds. I've killed. You know, birds that weighed more, but but that's pretty good for a man. Oh, it's bird. a great bird. Yeah, for Just sure. Just magnificent. And you know that, that it's crazy. I remember when I was a kid, like the first decoys that came out. You know, we had these like they were kind of like a you know foamy thing that you could mm-hmm. kind of fold up and put in your backpack, and you know yeah, they they worked. Flex. You know, yeah, um, they do. But now, yeah. like these Dave <laughs> Smith, that preening hen looks so lifelike, and it's just uh, you know. Most decoys you see out there are, you know, it's a 
the, the, the bird is standing yeah. upright, yeah. right? That preening hen, it's just a little bit different. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it, it worked. It, it got that, that bird you've been chasing for three years. Congrats, well, man. And, and, and the placement, I mean, he, he, he placed that decoy where he'd seen hens in the past. Mm-hmm. So, so you think about the study, you think about the prep, you think about the observation of what's going on in the, in the woods that, that went into this, you know, Scott, it's, it's, it's an amazing accomplishment. It is, as is your new book, Western Hunting Strategies for All Levels. Uh, tell us a little bit about what folks would see if they picked up a copy of this on your website, scotthagen.com. Yeah, so this Western uh, turkey hunting book, I've you know, for years with the TV show, I've got to hunt a lot of Western states and, and took a lot of birds in a lot of different conditions. So it's basically, a, it kind of follows the suit of my blacktail book, <clears throat> Uh, that's kind of more of a, you know, having a biology background from the University of Oregon. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, gee whiz. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> not, not like Washington where they still mail out the diplomas for free, right? Ooh, damn. Oh. Actually, <laughs> going right at you, Nelly. The worst, one, right I, the worst you. one I heard was the diplomas come on a circular roll, the Duchess Tavern. Yeah. You know, I heard that. <laughs> that was a bad one, too. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, uh, but 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 this book is is strongly biological based. Uh, looks at the at the bird year round behavior and then ways to hunt them. Um, it's such a, a great opportunity for youth hunters to get out there. Um, brought both of our Tiffany and I brought both of our boys up hunting turkeys and they absolutely loved it and traveled around uh, western states with us and and so basic uh, have a whole section in there devoted just to youth and how to make it more fun for them and and you know that you, you can get kids calling at a really young age it's not rocket science calling in you know a lot of birds they're not all tough like this like this big one was uh, the old one that I got here but uh, but there, there's just a lot of how-to stuff in there looks at some of the different shotguns and loads nowadays you know things are very specialized you know I kind of got a, a, a little bit um, I guess fed up with 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 all the high end turkey stuff that was out there a couple of years ago, and I thought, you know, I'm going to go old school and see if I can still kill turkeys the way I did back in you know college when we first started having seasons. So I grabbed my very first 20 gauge that I owned, you know, when I when I first started waterfowl hunting, killed a bird with that with number six lead. Got an old 410 that was uh, my my wife's granddad, a single shot. <laughs> killed a bird with that, and then my father in law thought this was great, and he gave me his. Very first shotgun that he bought at Bymart for thirty seven dollars back in you know the fifties and uh, and I called a bird in with that and and killed it. I was surprised the gun didn 't blow up but, <laughs> but, but you know they, they, there are a lot of specialized guns, a lot of specialized sure. loads, you know looking at red dot sites, which I think are a great thing, especially if people are going with with super magnum loads because so many people are kind of afraid of the recoil or don 't pattern their their specialized loads like they should, you know, treat them like a rifle and you're going to be shooting more accurately. So there's a look at some of the how-to aspects, calls, guns, decoys, and so forth. And you'll find so many wonderful titles on the website, Trophy Blacktails, Bow Hunting, The West Beyond, Life in the Scope, The West. There's a whole bunch more. Go check it out on scotthaugen.com. Scott, Thank you so much, you rotten duck. I appreciate you taking time today, and uh, I'm looking looking forward to uh, the ducks are coming up here this year, aren't they? At Husky Stadium, you might have to come up. You, you might have to come up here. Yeah, you know, that'd be fun. Okay, no, I'd I'd love to hang out with you guys. That'd, that'd be fun. Well, you wouldn't be hanging out with just me. Probably Kevin Patrick Gogan would get us tickets, and so you know that oh, that would yeah. <laughs> there you go. I, yeah. I was actually almost a Husky. I almost went there. It was one of my final schools that I picked, but. Just think we could have been friends for over 40 years. 
I don't know that that would necessarily be a good thing, Scott. I kind of like it. <laughs> Scott Haugen, scotthaugen.com. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. We appreciate you taking Thank the you, time, Scott. buddy. Hey, thanks, gentlemen. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs, really? Where? And it's next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. Ocean Tony Red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete selection of Winnebago Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, trailers, pop-ups, campers, and so very much more. Go check out the sell or consign your RV with us link. Take care of everything for you from sales, service, brokering the sale, and everything else at Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. It's all about the trout today. It's all about opening day of trout season, dude. Yes. Two million reasons to get out there on the water, and uh, there's fish being caught all over the place and bundled up kids that have freezing little fingers this morning. But it's that's good, good for them. Good, Tough, clean fun. Toughen them up. Yes. Get them out on the water. Exactly. Start a lifelong addiction. <laughs> yeah. that they... <laughs> just wreck them. Yeah, yeah wreck, wreck them. Ruin their little lives. Yeah, and I mean, you know, any lake in your neighborhood more than likely has them. Yep, you, go to the, go to the Department of Fish and Wildlife website, catchable trout plants, and, and there's just a list of lakes uh, right in your neighborhood. Every county in the state has a, tr- a lake that has been planted with trout, and then there's a, like we said, a whole bunch of lakes out there um, that are per, you know we're participating in uh, this derby with the Department of Fish and Wildlife, and there's 800 trout swimming around with tags in them, prizes and, for everybody, and if you have a pellet grill. Dude, that's a perfect way to do those little trout, man. Just yeah, look, get them. They, they're trout. They're, they're delicious. They are. They're great eating. Um, just, you know. Butterf- get- butterfly them open, sprinkle some sea salt, smoked paprika. And do some what brown, you said. Yes, a brown rest sugar. Them. Rest, rest, rest them. them a day. Let that seasoning rest, yes. work into the yep, fish. Yep. And then, and then, yeah, throw them on the pellet grill. Oh, dude, Smoke yeah. them for an hour or so and then crank it up and, and they're amazing. Well, last Saturday we spent the day uh, at Harbor Marine, the North Sound Marine Expo, and we got to hang out with this guy. And this guy is none other than our dear friend Randy Shelton of Salmon for Soldiers. Good morning, Mr. Shelton. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, and thank you for uh, supporting our veteran and active duty military community. Thank you. Well, it's an honor well, to do what so. Else, and, what and else would we do? You are uh, the the driving force, and you have been behind Salmon for Soldiers, and a little different venue this year. Harbor Marines kind of becoming um, the the premier location on the uh, on on the Port of Everett waterfront these days, and and that's where for the first time ever. Salmon for Soldiers is going to be at Harbor Marine. What's going to happen on the day? Well, let's start on the day before. Let's start on Friday afternoon, August 18th. What's what's going to happen to the folks that are kind enough to help us out with Salmon for Soldiers? Well, we're probably going to take every bit of moorage space that the port has left. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and sometime between noon and 5, the boaters can come check in, those that are already registered. And then at 5 o'clock, we're going to have the seminar. You're going to be there. Joey's going to be there. John Kaiser Assault Patrol is going to be there. 
we're going to feed you, we're going to give away some stuff and have a really good time to bond because I've always said that the Salmon for Soldiers experience does not come out of an office or somebody putting together a program. It comes with our boaters, and that's the key to the program. Well, it's been amazing to everybody that's been involved, Randy Shelton, that it, the, the fact that for every season since we've had this thing going, is this the 11th version? 10th. 10th. 10. 10 years? 10 years. So every single year we've been surprised by the turnout, and I'm sure this year's going to be no different, that, that, that we've had an average now for the last few years of 100 local boaters that have volunteered their time, their expertise, their fuel, their vessel, and 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 sponsored these soldiers. And so, how many how many uh, veterans in active military do you have signed up this year, Randy? So far, well, I've I've, I've got over three hundred on a waiting list. Wow, wow. Um, but I can't I can't I've gave them the ready set, but I can't give them the go because we don't know what our capacity is right now. We're a little slow with the boaters coming in. I think they're planning their summer and trying to figure out what the the seasons they want to fish. And and obviously the time, August 19th, is we're going to be looking at Westport because that's a great fishery over there. So we may lose a few boaters to that. But I I think our boaters will step up yet again. And it's Buoy 10 season two. And so Joey and I will be coming back from from Buoy 10 to, to, to take care of the event. And we'll ram seeing it again this year. But here's the thing. The Port of Everett, on, on that third week of August is going to be ridiculous, okay? There's still going to be a Chinook opportunity. There's going to be a, a non-selective um, coho opportunity. You're going to have pink Thanks. salmon to fish for. There's going to be amazing crab crab fishing still out of the Port of Everett. Not, you know, I've said it for years. The Port of Everett is the most underrated fishing port in the state of Washington. There's always something to do. So, yeah, I would really encourage everybody to jump on to SalmonForSoldiers.com and help us out. we got 300 vets. We're only about halfway there on the boat. So uh, we really need help from, from local anglers to step up and, and get these uh, veterans and, and, uh, and active military folks and get a boat under them right now. Come join us and be part of one of the coolest days. Uh, you know, well, every year it's it's my one of my favorite days. And I, we, I was hanging out with Randy and Penny at the uh, North Sound Marine Expo. And you you said something. You said, you know, the more the morning, like the captains are all standing yeah, there and yeah. and they have their number and they're gathering up their veterans and everybody's just kind of meeting each other and quiet and then they all go off on the boats and they go fishing and when they when we all come back it's just like everybody's buzzing and everybody's you know they've made new friends and they caught fish and everybody's got a smile on their face it's just an amazing experience randy what's what's fun is that the camaraderie that they build and and they end up going fishing more with those captains as the year goes on. So yeah, that's yeah. that's a fun friendship to have. But most importantly, it's an alive day. It's a day that we can celebrate that nothing bad happens and we got something good and they're learning something. And we don't just take them fishing, we teach them fishing. And, and one of the things that is really, I, I, I can't say this enough, the backbone of Salmon for Soldiers is our volunteers. My wife, Penny, and her volunteer team are incredible. Our board is absolutely incredible. And I just can't thank them enough. And this is a team effort. This is not one or two people. This is a whole team shoring this up and making sure that that happens for our, our veterans and active duty military. And there's such a need in that community. I, I mean, until I started coaching youth sports, I had no idea of the need 
for for mentoring of, of our youth in the communities. And before I got involved for Salmon for Soldiers, Randy and you made me aware of this. I had no idea the need in this community and, and the tragedy of, 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 of 22 of our veterans a day that decide to punch out is just an absolute crime and a tragedy. And, and basically their reintegration in, into society has been always an issue because here's a group, a cadre of, of, of young men that have been trained to a, an amazingly high expert level at what they do. And so they've got a bunch of guys, they've got a team and they got a bunch of gear and they're set out to do a task. And then once that task and once that team is taken away from them, they have trouble reintegrating into society. And this is just one way. And in your eloquent words, Randy, to, to just give them another group of guys and another task and something else to think of. And at the end of the day to just say, thank you for your service and welcome home. And, and, and and to your point, these there, there's there's lifelong friendships that are forged on this day, Randy. And I just don't know that 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 any anybody that wouldn't be wouldn't want to be a part of this. This is the most one of the most uplifting angling events you're ever going to experience. And and Randy, you've put this in front of thousands of soldiers and thousands of boaters, and that just nobody will ever be able to thank you for what you've done over this past decade. And and that's not what it's done for. What, it, what it's done for is to make sure that they feel like they're welcomed home. Because, they, you know, back in the 70s, we didn't get that. But on a positive note, we can, we can do something. We can be around our peers. And it's not about them having to integrate back into our society. It's about us bringing them and being part of that. Yeah. And I tell the, the boat captains that are civilians, well, I'm not a veteran, so I don't know. Dude, we Dude, need you guys yeah, to plug together. Exactly. You've got to be together. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a magic recipe, and that day proves that we can have success. And having a live day and a fun day yep. and, and a day where we really don't have to care about much else except bonk and fish. And, and this is part of what's right about America is, is our, our yeah. veterans, those that have taken part of their lives to defend this nation – and they come back different. They come back altered. They sent, and some of them, God bless them, come back with, with pieces missing, both, both, both physically and mentally. And we're just trying to, you know, make them a little more whole than, than where they came. And just getting them out, saying thank you, taking them fishing, getting their mind off of whatever is, is just, you know. I've, I've said this for years and years and years. Your greatest satisfaction in life is in service to others. And this is Salmon for Soldiers. It's just one way to do it. I'm looking forward to that captain's meeting the night before the event where we get to hang out. It just gives us more time to hang out with some of these guys and, and uh, you know, give the boat captains you know, maybe a few gifts and some and some techniques and something else. Randy. And I, I'll be farming myself out because yeah. our boat won't be here, Randy. So I'll be uh, I'm going to farm myself out as a deckhand on, I on think, some I think, lucky captain's boat. Well, I, I think we're going to steal Jeff Lalone's boat that day based okay. on Marina. Right. I think we're probably just going to steal that Good. one and, there we go. and go take folks out. Yeah, because the, 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 the Sea Beast will be down at Buoy 10 because right after that, I think we'll be running a lap down there again. Randy Shelton. God bless you, buddy. This is uh, this is your uh, well. Am I should I announce this or should I not announce this that, that this is going to be your? Well, I think I think you already broached it a I little earlier. Did, so. Yeah, I I will I will be fading away into yeah. more of a kind of a, a support role, and we've got a lot of new young blood coming in. Perfect, and let them take the helm and run forward with this. Um, yeah, ten years is a pretty good run. It uh, is. I'm, I'm extremely happy to be part of this whole thing. Let's and. 
you know, God bless our men and women that serve. Well, and God bless you, Randy Shelton. Yeah. And let's let's make Randy Shelton's last salmon for soldiers one of the best here. Randy, we thank you for your time, buddy. Thank you for your efforts, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. You take care. Salute. All right. Uh, Randy Shelton, just, you know, again. Great, I, great guy. Dude, I mean, he's put so much behind poured this. Poured his heart and soul into this. So, once again, the Day of Honor is August 19th at, at, at Harbor Marine. This is going to be a wonderful event. Please don't miss it. If you have a boat and you haven't done this, consider opening up your boat to some of the people that really, really deserve it in the world. We appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, no no question about it. All right, well, we got a little work to do this week. We're going to have to, you know, go and find some bait and then find some lings, yeah. right? So, uh, you we know. We might have to go out and do a little scouting. Yeah, you know. Go just, out and maybe catch our bait the day before. Yeah, yeah. Swim them. Yeah, just make sure they're alive. Make sure, double check the uh, double check the live well pump mm-hmm. in the boat. Make sure everything's uh, everything's up to up to up to snuff. We'll have to double check that. Uh, you missed any show? Jump on minorthwest.com. Download that Apple Podcast app. Jump on minorthwest.com. Jump on the jump on the outdoorline.com for individual segment podcasts. Give Joey Pyburn a follow on it on social media at Joey Pyburn on Instagram at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Matt Nelson doing a great job behind the board for Joey Pyburn. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for listening to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.